Hey guys, welcome to the show that gives you the tools you need to break through into all you were created to be, to live your life full of hope and purpose. I'm Pam Ramey and Jesus Girls, let's find our role. Hey, Jesus Girls, welcome. It is so great to have you with us today. I'm Pam Ramey, and boy, do we have a real treat on the show today where you are going to be inspired and equipped to live your life overflowing with destiny and purpose in your spirit, in your mind, and in your body, because God wants you to thrive in all three areas of your life. Today, you're going to hear a powerful testimony from one woman's journey, and by the way, you're going to love this girl, this Jesus girl, on her journey to have children, to become a mom, and the snags and the breakthroughs that she and her husband, Paul, had on the way. You're just going to so enjoy her story and getting to know my sweet, sweet friend, Sharon Brewer. She is a mom. She is a wife. She is a health enthusiast and a creative entrepreneur and artist who makes really almost anything from candles, to floral arrangements, jewelry, and everything in between. And Sharon, woohoo! it is so good to have you in the Jesus Girl studio today. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. <laughs> it is. Uh, you. I've heard your story. And girl, I am so excited for you to come on the show and share this story with us. You know, you are looking so beautiful today, girlfriend. Thank you. Yeah. So are you. Well, thank you so much. Uh, You know, finally, we're getting some fall weather. Yes. Are you ready for that? Oh, I want it. Yes. (laughs) I mean, I'm almost starting to dream of a white Christmas. I don't know. I already Really? We're already playing Christmas songs at home. We're already. So and so just to give you a point of reference, it is November the 2nd. Right, it's November the 2nd, and we're already playing Christmas songs and kind of getting in the mood. And, well, you know, Sharon, I love so much that you are so transparent with your story. Maybe you can just take us back to where your story all started, when you wanted to be a mom and what that looked like for you. Okay. Well, you know, growing up, I have I loved children. I would babysit. I couldn't wait to have children. I couldn't <laughs> wait to get married. And, you know, sometimes our lives just don't happen as fast as right. we hope it would, right? Isn't that the truth? And so I had been married. Um, I got married a little bit later in life. Mm-hmm. And so we started trying for kids right away because we were both a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took us five years to have a child. Or to get a child, I should say. Mm -hmm. Um, We went through anything and everything you can probably think of for infertility. And it was an emotional roller coaster ride. Mm -hmm. Do you mind sharing some of the things that you did go through with your infertility? Yeah. So um, after about a year of trying on our own, Mm -hmm. we started doing different things. You know, we went to specialists and, you know, you have to time your ovulation Mm -hmm. and, you know charted and know right when the days are that you need to be doing what you need to be doing mm-hmm. and um I ended up having probably eight artificial inseminations and none oh. of them took oh wow and I ended up doing one round of in vitro mm-hmm. um and over what period of time uh Sharon 
probably within the second year is when we started doing all the mm-hmm. artificial insemination. Um, and then we decided to go ahead and do one round of in vitro, but I didn't want to do the one that was really expensive where they're freezing so many eggs, you right. know, so we mm-hmm. did it a little less, less expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had already decided that if that didn't work, we weren't doing it again because it's so expensive. And it's pretty hard on your body. Yeah, it can as well. be. It yeah. can be hard on your body. Was it hard on for you? It's emotionally hard. Mm-hmm. Physically, it can be hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that's hard is you're either trying to get pregnant or you're just finding out you're not. Hmm. And so that's the emotional roller coaster ride. And what's really hard is watching everyone around you. How, you tell us a little bit about that, Sharon. When you a, a sweet a dear friend maybe would yeah. would uh, be expecting. How was that for you? It was hard sometimes, mm-hmm. and it wasn't because I wasn't happy for them. Right. It's because it just reminded me mm-hmm. that I wasn't pregnant. Yeah. And I think there was fear in my heart, like, it's just never going to happen. I'm not going to be a mom. Hmm. And that was death to my dreams, death to my womb. It felt like that, you know. Hmm. Of course, the enemy wants you to feel that way. So, you know, you bring up such a good point, Sharon, that you felt you had so much fear inside of you. So I think this is something that a lot of women who are in this situation can relate to. How did you deal with that fear? I spent a lot of time praying Mm -hmm. along with God. I got very close to the Lord at that time, as we always do, Mm -hmm. because when we're going through something that's hard, that's who we have a tendency to really reach out to. Mm -hmm. But I started digging in the word on scriptures, Mm -hmm. and a friend of mine had recommended this book called Supernatural Childbirth. And it's by a lady named Jackie Mize. Mm -hmm. She was actually in missions, and she lived in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Well, this book actually talks about how she had three of her four children without pain. Oh, wow. And she was believing for that. Young moms, this is a book you need to read, How to Have (laughs) Four Children Without Pain. (laughs) Not that I, you know. So I was very fortunate to actually have her on an airplane when I was a flight attendant. Oh, my goodness. So I got a chance to talk to her. She actually prayed over me. In first class, she reached Do over, took my arm, and prayed over me. God and, just yes, sets us up. He that did. is a setup from it the Holy Spirit. It was a Spirit. setup. Yeah, yeah. But it gave me hope mm-hmm. to hang on because she was like, she would send me letters after that. Oh my goodness! Pray for me, and you know, you're going to be a mom, and just the encouragement from people. That's what you need to hear. Mm-hmm. Is even if it's not happening the way you want it to happen, doesn't mean it's not going to happen. That's a but good, there's that's so a good many word. good scriptures in this book that I stood on. Mm-hmm. And so I want to share some of those when we get to the point. Yeah. And, and you know, one of the things I, I was just thinking, uh, and then I do, I want you to share some of these scriptures, scriptures that gave you breakthrough that you were able to stand on the word of God that is active, that is alive, yes. and that is sharper than any double-edged right. sword. And we have to stand on his word. You had to renew your mind. And right before we started the show today, Sharon, we were talking about how you are on our 23rd show. Yeah. And Holy Spirit took us to Psalm 23. 23. And you were sharing with me how you did feel during this journey, like you were walking through the valley of the shadow of death and how that scripture really brought you comfort. Maybe you could share that with us. So, I mean, when you look at that scripture, there's different 
valleys of the shadow of death. But mm-hmm. that's kind of what I was referring to while ago is like that was death to my dreams and mm. death to my womb, not being able to get pregnant, mm-hmm. death to my hopes, you know. And I was able to say, but this is what God's word says. Yeah. And he's not a respecter of anyone. Mm-hmm. So if he's done it for you, why yeah. would he not want to do it for me? Right? <laughs> what a beautiful way and a truthful way to look at that. Yes, right. he does. He's the one that created it. You know, in Genesis one twenty eight, it says that, you know, to be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. And yes. it doesn't say, well, every other person gets to do that. That's exactly right. Or every 105th woman, you get to have a baby, but nobody else can. It's not what it says. It tells us all to do that. What are some other scriptures that you stood on? Because that's a powerful one right well, there that you knew that that was for you too. Right. You own that for yourself. So I dug into healing scriptures too, Mm -hmm. because sometimes, you know, we don't know exactly what's going on in our bodies. And for Mm -hmm. me, we did exploratory surgery and Mm -hmm. they couldn't find a reason. My tubes were open. I was um, creating eggs and ovulating Mm -hmm. and all of that. So there really was like, it was unexplained infertility. So Very interesting. That must have been even... Yeah, a little more frustrating because yeah, you're hoping like well, exactly. maybe they'll find something yeah, and they can fix yeah. it, but mm-hmm, right. that's not what happened. Mm. But God knew, and God I'll, knew. I'll go into that deeper. But um, Isaiah fifty three four and five says he was wounded for our transgressions, he was yeah. bruised for our iniquities. Mm-hmm. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, yeah. and by his stripes we were, were healed. healed. We, we were, are we're healed. already healed, right? Yes. Yeah. It's already done. Mm-hmm. So that's the power of confession. You had to stand on the already done. I did. Yeah. It's already done. And mm-hmm. we have to learn that. You know, I know Pastor Craig and Jana teach mm-hmm. that here a lot yes. at Abiding, that it really matters what we confess, what we say. Woo, there's a word. Right? Yeah. So you had to keep your mouth lined up with the with what God was teaching you about your own circumstance, right? That's Absolutely. what I'm hearing you saying, Yes. Mm-hmm. And his word is active and Mm -hmm. alive Mm -hmm. in us. Yes, it is. So for us to get it to that point, we have to speak it. That's why his word says so often, speak, Mm -hmm. speak my word. Mm -hmm. It doesn't just say, read my word. It says, because let these words come out of your mouth. That's right. (laughs) It's prophetic. It's prophetic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's how we fight the devil too, is with God's word. And, you know, I think about, and, and we've, we, we've all heard this, but how did God create us? How did God create this universe? He spoke it. Right. The, 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 our words are containers of power. And right. when we speak something, girls, what Sharon is saying right now is so important and so profound. What you're speaking over your body absolutely matters. You don't want to, as, as, Karen, as Sharon was saying, our confession to be, it will never happen for me. If you keep confessing, it will never happen for you. It will never happen for you. That's right. Is that right, Sharon? Yeah, and you can't let somebody else make you think that because they will say, well, maybe it's just not the Lord's will for you to have a baby. Have you ever thought of that? And you know what my response was? Was that ever said to you? Yes. yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what my response was? I'd love to know. Absolutely not. (laughs) Because this is what his word says. I don't know if you've read it before or not. I would say that to him and I would start quoting certain scriptures. I'm like, so if it says it? Yes, I can. And I'm not going to think that way. Yeah. And we get that choice. Right. We get that choice. We either choose to renew our mind to the truth of God's word 
or not. That's right. So what are some other scriptures that you stood on that you were unwavering? Okay, so with your confession. Psalms 113.9 says he maketh the barren woman to keep house and to be a joyful mother of children, right? <laughs> I love that. Okay, so sometimes a barren woman means you didn't conceive. Mm-hmm. So how can you still be a mom? That's my story. That's your story. It's adoption, mm-hmm. right? So it doesn't matter. It doesn't say he maketh the barren woman to keep house and be a joyful mother of the children she bore. Wow, that's a powerful scripture, right? That is a that scripture gives me goosebumps. That is a powerful scripture. Well, how long did it take you to go through? I mean, so you're trying to have a okay. child. So then you decide you make this decision to have a, a to adopt. Right. Tell us about that. Okay. So honestly, here's the thing: mm-hmm. when we first got married, before we got married, mm-hmm. I should say, we talked about it, and we had decided that even if we do biologically have children, mm-hmm. we wanted to adopt at least one baby. Oh my gosh! So that's we so had cool. already talked about that before <laughs> getting married, which is crazy because that's how God was going to make our family wow. was through adoption. Well, we didn't know that. <laughs> so that was what was cool. So probably like right before I lost, or I'm sorry, right before we had in vitro, we had been looking, we had been talking to an adoption attorney, mm-hmm. some friends of ours had used, and we decided to get the ball rolling on both sides. So whatever happened first would happen. It didn't matter to me. Oh. Just wanted to have a child. We you wanted know? to, oh, I love that. And so... That's how it happened because the long story, okay, here's the long of the short of it, if you want to say it. (laughs) In August, Mm -hmm. I had in vitro done. My birthday's August 12th. I found out on my birthday I was no longer pregnant after doing the in vitro. So I had had, my my first pregnancy test that was ever positive that I was aware of. Mm. Um, But it just didn't keep. And so that was very heartbreaking for me. How did you get through that? My friends and Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Honestly, um, I I just was angry. And mm-hmm. we, we all go through that. Sometimes when yeah. things don't work out, we're highly disappointed and we're mm-hmm. just angry. And mm-hmm. my best friend came over the next day and sat with me all day long. And she just would <laughs> hold my hand as I cried. And she'd be like, you know, Sharon, I know, because I was mad. So Mm -hmm. I was saying things like, well, obviously the Lord doesn't want me to be a mom. And so I'm just, I don't care anymore. And, you know, Mm -hmm. and deep down inside, I really did. I was just having my pity party for a day. I can understand the pity party and it's, it's easy to go there. And yet it's so important Mm -hmm. to watch our mouth when we are in that pity party. I'm speaking for myself right now. Yeah, we really do need to do that. And she grabbed my hand and she said, Sharon, I don't know anyone who would be a better mother than you. Aww. And if you don't have the faith to believe right now, I'm, I'm going to believe, I'm gonna for, believe you. for you. That's a friend. Don't we need people like that in our yes. lives? And really, after that day, mm-hmm. I was comforted enough to go, okay, sorry, God. You know, I'm an idiot. I shouldn't have You're said You're not an things, idiot. But, you know, it was <laughs> yeah. in my humanism that... I know. And then another friend, um, same thing. She she wouldn't let go of it either with me. She would just sit with me and, you're going to have a baby. And when she found out she was pregnant with her first baby, mm-hmm. she came and she said, "I'm." she called me and she said, you're the first person I've told this. 
And she said, I don't want anyone else to tell you. I want you to hear it from me, and I want you to be the first person to know. Because she's walked through so much with me. So much with you. You know what I'm hearing you say, Sharon, is the importance of surrounding yourself with safe, good friends. Yes. Uh, I think in life in general, but especially when you're going through something like this, you needed safe women mm-hmm. that you could that you could just curl up in their arms if you needed to, right. who would hold you in and be there for you through the, the process. Yeah. And our church was very also supportive of us, which was huge because we, had, we were in a mega church. Mm-hmm. And honestly, this is quick. I want to tell you this. Mm-hmm. That next day I was sitting on my bed. My husband had to go to work. Mm-hmm. And I had my Bible on my lap, and I was like, I don't even know what to read, God. I just sat there. My phone rang. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was my husband calling to check on me. Yeah. And it was Pastor Mike Hayes. And I said, hello. And he's like, Sharon, this is Pastor Mike. Oh, um, I'm checking. We've heard your situation. And he said, we're in our staff meeting right now. And would you just let us pray for you? I don't Isn't want you to say wonderful. one word. Will you just let us pray? Mm. And he said, I've instructed everybody if they have a word from you, from God, or they just want to pray a specific thing. And do you know that that healing that took place in my heart that day mm. got me through it? That is such a beautiful story because I was just going to ask you if there was a, a time and could this have been that time where you felt like you were losing your faith. Mm-hmm. Did you feel that way? I did feel that way a little bit for, for a brief amount of time. But. A brief amount of time. And God kept sending you people mm-hmm. because he's so good. Right. He, he loves us so much. He's constantly chasing after us, putting the right people in our path at the right time, the right women in your path who you felt safe with, uh, your pastor, you know, just knowing that you were being covered with prayer. Wow. That is makes all the difference in the world in terms of getting back up on your feet, right? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, we, we need each other. We were never intended to do this life alone, no, were right. we, Sharon? No. Mm-mm. And boy, I, I love your story of how that God's had that community around you and Paul. Yeah, we during were very blessed. We mm-hmm. really were. That, that is... The continuation of that was, okay, mm-hmm. I found out on my birthday I wasn't pregnant. That was August 12th. Our son was born October 9th. Wow. <laughs> so I didn't even, we didn't know anything about him. Mm-hmm. We found out five days before he was born, our attorney called because I told him, I need a break. Mm-hmm. I don't want to try either thing for a little while. Just mm-hmm. give me some time. And but I God did, didn't take a break. He didn't. <laughs> and see, when I had my in vitro done, he already knew that Jordan was in the womb. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't much longer and he would be here. And had we conceived, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have searched for adoption at that time. Wow. It, it was a beautiful. And, and what a the beautiful crazy thing is, story. Yeah. Yeah. His birth parents had been working with another couple for six months. Oh, my goodness. And at the last minute, they decided, we're not ready to do this. We want to keep trying. Oh, my goodness. So I got a phone what call. What a miracle. <laughs> on his due date. <laughs> I have a birth mom. She's due today. And they want to meet you. And at that time, we were in Texas in the Dallas area, and we drove to Oklahoma on Saturday morning and met with them, and he was born Wednesday. Wow. So it was like boom, boom. But we had our nursery <laughs> We had our nursery ready. You were ready to we go. We were ready. You were ready to go. Tell us about that 
that birth meeting with for birth. you and Paul, with the birth parent, with the birth mother and with the, and with Jordan. Yeah. So it was a little, we were a little bit nervous driving up mm-hmm. there, you know, mm-hmm. but I knew, I just knew in my heart, it was like the Lord had already shown me this is your baby and it's not going <laughs> to fall through. And mm-hmm. so we got up there and she was very young. She was almost 16, hmm. not quite. And he was a bit older. And so um, we just connected. We took our photo album we had put together for our agency that they have Aww. you do and sat and talked to him. She was very quiet, um, hmm. but very sweet. He asked most of the questions. We with we were with him for almost three hours. Oh, my goodness. And so that gave, we both felt like. There was a connection. Major connection. Mm-hmm. And um, prayed for them before we left, you know, mm. that God would give them wisdom to know what to do and you know if it wasn't us that we wanted that baby to have the right family right so anyway uh on our way home we got a call from our attorney and he's like well (laughs) they want you guys so now we just have to wait (laughs) for her to go into labor you know and so it really was crazy but it was it was really neat how god just blended that so fast you know my goodness like like we've said he's never early and he's never late but he's always he's right always on, on time. time. He's always yeah. right on time. What a good, good father. Yeah. So you have two children. We do. And how long after Jordan did you receive your beautiful little girl? Um, it was, they're eight years apart in age. Mm-hmm. And I really was not ready to even think about another child until he was like three. Mm-hmm. Because we had fought so hard. I just wanted to enjoy every minute of his babyhood and yes. and, you know, without thinking about another one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, when I was ready, it took some time again. Uh-huh. <laughs> but we knew, and I wanted a girl this time. Mm-hmm. God had given me her name before Paul and I got married. Is that not crazy? He gave you Ashley's name. How did Her name is Ashley Lauren. Ashley Lauren. And I, he just Beautiful dropped name. it in my spirit. I Love never that. changed my mind in 13 years on her name. Oh my goodness. So wait till you see what he did with this name. <laughs> he's always so smart. He's so, he's just so good. So when we meet, with her birth mother, mm-hmm. we went through an agency the second time. The first time was a private adoption. Um, and because we already had another child, I didn't want to mess with running around and doing all the stuff you have to with private adoptions. So right. I let them do the footwork for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and the agency was like, well, you know, you may not get a baby if you say you only want a girl. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. That's okay. I'm going to have a girl because God already gave me her name and there's no doubt in my mind. And I've had this name for 13 years. Yeah. Don't tell me I'm not going to get a girl. And, and You know, some people don't have the, the spiritual upbringing that I had, but I right. knew in my heart, no one was going to tell me different because mm-hmm. I knew God had already told me. Mm-hmm. So Love that. when we go to the agency, there two or three times they would say, you're, you know, you're being really picky. And I'm like, no, I'm not. It's mm-hmm. okay because when it's time, God will bring that right birth mom and it'll just yeah. click. And, mm-hmm. and you know, really our adoption was a testimony to them because wow. they saw everything happen in a way that I would proclaim it was going to happen, right? Because wow. you walk in faith. Amen. So when we so met her, her birth mother, the first thing she said to our son, she wanted to know, I mm-hmm. want to meet him. Can you bring him with you? Mm-hmm. So we did. And she looked at him and she said, so what's your sister's name going to be? Oh. And 
he mm-hmm. said, Ashley. And she goes, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited because my name's Alicia and my other daughter's name is Andrea. So uh, she's going to get an A name. And she looks at me and she goes, what's her middle name, Mom? And I said, Lauren. And she goes, oh, my goodness, my grandmother, my great-grandmother, and my middle name all start with L. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> she looked at our agency and she goes, I don't need to talk to anybody else. <laughs> this is the family for me. Ooh, God, it's so mean, good. What it, a story. It the deal just oh. hearing her name. Do you love how he works? I do. I love how he works. And she was born 13 days later. So literally with both days. of our kids, it was like when it was time. It was boom. time. Boom. Here they yeah. go. Good thing that nursery was ready. Yeah. Did you have little girl clothes all oh, ready yeah. to go? Yeah, we were ready for little Ashley Lauren, weren't we? <laughs> we were. Oh, well, you know, this has been just such a great conversation. I feel like we could just go on and on and on. But I just want to ask you, Sharon, if you have just a short word of advice for women mm-hmm. who may find themselves in your situation of maybe doing in vitro, going through the adoption process, but really struggling mm-hmm. uh, with, with getting a baby. Maybe you could just give some encouraging words to our Jesus girls. Um, for me, mm-hmm. I would want to really just encourage them to find your scriptures that mm-hmm. God, their promises from the Lord. Mm, good word. You know, and there's maybe one or two other ones I'll read real quick. Um, you know, there's one that talks about in Psalms 127, 3 through 5, children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Yeah. See, he tells us that. He mm-hmm. promises that. Um, As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are the children of thy youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in thy gates. Hmm. That was one that I really stood on. And then um, Psalm 128.3, thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by this house, or I'm sorry, by the sides of thine house. And thy children like olive plants round about. So, I mean. Beautiful. Or, I'm sorry, round about thy table actually mm-hmm. is what it says. And so. Again, he's not saying only for certain people, though. That's right. Right? So if these promises are in there, you just have to dig in and find them. And stand on them. Stand on them. Use your words to partner. With the Lord. With the Lord. Because these are are promises he's given to every single one of us. Absolutely. It's not just to, like you said, a select few. Right. This is for all of us us. who will stand on his promises and speak forth his promises. And I feel right now this might be a really good time, Sharon, to take our Jesus girls through a declaration on this truth of what you've been teaching us today about how we are already healed and whole. You know, how that our bodies are functioning the way God created our bodies to function and that God God's timing is always perfect. Absolutely. And so perhaps you could lead us through this declaration. Jesus, girls, we're going to repeat after Sharon. And when you speak these words, like Sharon was saying earlier, don't just think them. Open your mouth, wiggle your lips, and say these words because your words are containers of power. And when you speak something forth with intention, 
your words are being shot forth as seeds that are definite, that are eventually going to produce a harvest in your life. Just like the harvest that we've seen in Sharon's life. She lived with the promises of God on her mouth. Right, Sharon? Right. Amen. Yeah. So let's go ahead and go into this declaration. Okay. I declare my body is healed and whole. I declare my body is healed and whole. My body is functioning in the perfect way God created it to function. My body is functioning in the perfect way God created it to function. God's timing is always perfect. God's timing is always perfect. He's always on time. He is always on time. And if he said it, it is done. And if he said it, it is done. What a great declaration. Sharon, thank you so much for that declaration. Girls, I hope you were speaking that out of your mouth with bold intention because that's, that's the truth. That's the truth over your life. And we want for our Jesus girls to walk in every single thing that God has for them. Right, Sharon? Absolutely. Yes, we do. And right now we are going to talk about, I promise, you know, I've actually forgot to promise you at the beginning of the show, but here it is. I am going to teach you a super cool, simple little exercise that tones your inner thighs and your tush. Yay. Yay. We can all do that, right? Let's do it. Well, you know, I I look at it like this. It's always jean season, right? Right. Like it's always, we always want our jeans to like fit a certain way. So we're not going to sit here and go like it's short season or, you know, tank. It's always jean season. Mm -hmm. It does not matter what time of year it is. So yeah, always a good time to work on those thighs. And so here's a really cool thing about this particular exercise, you can lay on the couch and do this. Cool. You can lay in bed and do this. Do you like that? I do like that. I'm digging it already. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, you don't have to be running around the block all the time just to get, you know, to get your exercise. So here's what you do. You're laying on the couch. Well, let's just put ourselves there. You're laying on the couch and you have your very favorite, uh, couch pillow, throw pillow. That's what I'm looking for. Okay. You grab it. You put it between your knees, that throw pillow. Yeah. And so while you're watching something, now bend your knees and back your heels up so that they're pretty much right underneath your knees. Okay. Okay. And you're just, you can be, get yourself comfortable, but you're just going to squeeze that pillow, squeeze that pillow. And by the way, don't just fake squeeze the pillow, squeeze the pillow, squeeze the pillow so much that you can feel the very top of your inner thighs go. Yeah, she's squeezing the pillow. Okay. And also when you squeeze the pillow, squeeze your tush. So you lift your hips up a little bit, you squeeze your bum, squeeze your inner thighs, put your hips back down. I like this count. Lift up, squeeze one, 1000 to 1000 down. Do it again. One, 1,000 to 1,000 down. Squeeze. So you're activating the muscles of your inner thighs. You're also working your pelvic floor, which is very, very important. Uh, since we are talking about children, mm-hmm. pelvic floor is very important, girls. And you're also working your tush. So get your inner thigh glute toning on just while you're hanging around, watching a fun program, uh, laying in bed, whatever. But it's a great time 
to work those muscles. And I yeah. have a quick question. What? How often and how many repetitions? Oh, you know what? You are so good, Sharon. I love that. I would say shoot for 12 at a time. Okay. Shoot for 12 at a time. And maybe we could try to get in at least two rotations every single day. Okay. I mean, That's I think we could handle that. That's 24 a day. Yeah. So, and it goes by fast. So if you're going, okay, 24, you know, I'm working, I'm doing contractions for my inner thighs and my glutes 24 a day. Guess what? After a few weeks, you're going to start seeing some, in not even that long, depending upon how many you do, you're going to start seeing some results. Well, I'm going to start doing them. You know what? I am too. I have not done these for a while, although, uh, they do, and they do work. I'm sure they do. They do work. And let me just say, I'm so glad you you have such great questions, Sharon. If you don't want to use a throw pillow and you happen to have a little playground ball. That's what I was going to ask you. Grab next. it. A tennis ball or any kind of ball to put uh, between, not the tennis a ball. A tennis ball is a little too small. I oh, would okay. say like like a little, like six inch. Bouncy six ball. Six to eight inch bouncy ball. Okay. You can get those like anywhere, yeah. but they are really, really good. And, um, a good thing to have in your arsenal anyway, mm-hmm. uh, is one just a round ball. So they're great. Great question. Sharon, come on. I'm going to go to the Dollar Tree today. Let's do one. it. You know what? I'm going to go down there myself. Jesus girls. Every time we get together, we're learning new ways to find our roar. And today with Miss Sharon Brewer, it has been to know that we know that we know that we're already healed and whole. That's right. Amen. That's it. Right, Sharon? Claim it. We're claiming it, that our body is already functioning. That's right. Exactly as God wants our body to function and that his timing is perfect, that he's always on time. Amen. And if you just want to adopt and you don't want to try to have a baby, same thing. Amen. It may take you some time, but you're going to get that baby. You're going to get that baby. So, man, we are going to keep God's promises on our mouth. That's what I'm hearing is our big takeaway today, Sharon. And if you have a prayer request, we want to pray for you. Prayer works, right? Amen. We we have some powerful intercessors who would love to pray for you. Please write us at prayer at jesusgirlroar.com. Prayer at jesusgirlroar.com. And we're going to send you back an encouraging word and let you know that we are praying for you. You can find us at jesusgirlroar on Facebook, iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you like to enjoy your podcast. We love you. Jesus is crazy about you. And we're going to see you next time and look forward to it on Jesus Girl Roar. 